Hey, this is Tally. And this is Sarah with Namaste and Rosé. And we're not just another yoga podcast. Really, we are two friends doing handstands, drinking wine, and spilling stories about the darker side of yoga. So pour yourself a glass of Rosé and listen if you dare. Welcome to Namaste and Rosé, a yoga rant podcast. Hey, we're back. Hey, we're back at it. Round two. Hopefully with less technical difficulties, but who knows? It's still COVID times. We're all zooming, zooming along. Literally zoom, zooming. Zoom, zoom. So uh, yeah, how's it going? What's happening? What's the plan? What's the dude? What's the deal? <laughs> Give it to you. <laughs> we're going to continue. <laughs> we're continuing on with our cult story, but. So the first half was us explaining, well, the first half was like us just talking because we really haven't talked in a while and then, uh, given some stats, but I do want to say that, um, I'm not calling landmark and places like that cults, (laughs) but they, they can kind of be a little culty, but you get to go home every night. Anytime anybody says just, you know, change your name and leave all your possessions and your family behind, that's going to be a cult, but we're just kind of making fun of things like that. So don't get mad at us. If you've gone through the program and it changed your life, I'm sure it did. And we love you for it, but just want to say, in case there's some people that are offended, which there will be, but that's Always. not what I Let's meant do by that. that. Let's offend. It's fine. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny on that note. I, um, I remember attending like a parent meeting, like we have like a parent council at Waldorf in Waldorf. It's run a little differently. Like there's not a principal, there's not a PTA. It's like, it's run by different- Waldorf school is a cult. Yeah. So we kidding. actually had, <laughs> I just said, yeah. And I'm going to get in real trouble. Uh-huh. Um, no, but it's funny because we had a meeting one time, like a parent council meeting that was, the agenda was essentially like, how do we not look like a cult? <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I just, I mean, Waldorf, you got to really buy into the epistemology and understand the dynamics of how it works. And what's funny about Waldorf is you, you're free. You can do whatever you, I really am making it sound bad. You're free to do whatever you want, but um, <laughs> learning schmerning. Yeah. But the, but the thing is, it's like, once your child is in Waldorf, it's really hard for you to be okay with like your child hanging out with somebody that's not in Waldorf because of the emotional intelligence your child gets to pick up. And, oh, that's not what I was thinking you were going to say at all. (laughs) No, so it's like, yeah, because that's kind of the joke is like, I mean, I, I never let my not let, but I, I just never, we never really associated outside of Waldorf because, you know, there was no need to. We so it a, is kind yeah. of culty. Yeah. Well, and, and it's like, it's like, we don't, we don't let our kids have screens. And so, you know, it's like my child was growing up, not like watching movies and mm-hmm. TV and stuff. And so it's like, you know, then they would get around a kid that was wearing a t-shirt with like a Disney character. And then right. they talking about their Disney movie. And we were like, you know, we were just like, what? Sorry. And all the children's names are Juniper and Sage and Saffron. And I mean, it's true. We like, we like to name things after herbs and stones. Culinary. Yeah. Crystal. Well, crystals, uh, nor- so, so, uh what would be like am- hmm? amethyst, right? <laughs> amethyst. Come here. Right. I know. I, I look, I think about all of, um, Jasper's friends names and, um, there's not, there's not an Annie or an Amy or a Sarah or a Jennifer, nothing like that. No, no, not even, there's not even a tally, like tallies too mainstream. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I was watching, um, because we are the true crime fans that we are. I was watching the, um, story. I haven't, there's a podcast about it as well, but the dating game serial killer. Ron, what, what yeah. is the show and what is it on? Um, they actually 2020 did it. I guess it, it came on maybe in January. Okay. Um, but I just 
I don't understand Hulu and it just like popped up. Like you and should that, watch this. That popped up for me too. I think it's just like, I only watch murder stuff and, and that's why it's like, you would like this. So it's yeah, about I get like murder stuff and like cartoon stuff. Right. Like that's it. Yeah. It's, it's a weird, yeah. Um, but I, I remember him and his trial and stuff like that. He's still alive, but Rodney Alcala and, uh, he kidnapped she's alive luckily um she wouldn't have, she almost didn't survive but um a good samaritan saw something and was like this this shit ain't right and followed him wow so her name is tally what and it was so bizarre to hear my name for like an hour on a television show when you never hear that name and it's right. spelled like i lo- i love the it's kind of a I don't know, a feminine spelling version of, of my name. And I know my name is spelled the way that it was as a last name, but I would love to change it to T-A-L-I. It's so pretty. It's just like, um, I don't know, more feminine, less harsh, I guess. You can hear it being prettier. No, I'm kidding. It does. It does sound pretty. And I don't want to dog my name, but like, it just sounds prettier, but it was just so weird to hear my name. And the, the other thing is, is, um, there was one lady that did not make it, uh, and her body was found. I always think that, well, yeah, I do because being out in the field in the middle of nowhere, um, always thinking like you could definitely come across a body where they found one of his, one of his victims, was in an area in Wyoming that I've been like, when I saw it on the map, like I've literally walked by like there. Probably walked right by it. Yeah. I mean, her body, her remains had been found at that point, but like just thinking what like somebody you, went out there to bury a human. Right. Right. Fucked up. Yeah. I mean, well, he didn't bury her. She was just laying out oh, there, which is yeah. even shittier. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I just always think about, you know, when you're in the middle of nowhere and we, as archaeologists joke about that too, like, oh, if you want us to hide a body, we can, but like that really dialed it in that it was that like when I saw the map and I saw the two track and everything else that I was like, holy shit, I was just there like two years ago. <laughs> well, you heard so. it here first, folks. If you need a body <laughs> hidden, contact Kelly at. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anyway, so that's an oh, did you just use my line? Anyway, I did, but I didn't yell it into the microphone. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so I'm not drinking a rose today because the only thing in my fridge is Bud Light Salsa. <laughs> it's the lime flavor. I'm sorry, lemon lime flavor, and it's delightful. I'm drinking a whiskey with um, the Reed's super extra ginger beer. Yeah, but it's going to make me um, gurgly and not burpy, although I I burped this morning. It was a little bloop bloop, but like it came out of nowhere. So I was talking and it just, it just came out. It just came out. I had no idea it was happening and it was so tiny. It was like like little did you, did you pause and tell everyone the whole your whole life story about burping this morning yeah well luckily I was just talking to Tom oh and I was like oh my god did you hear that please tell me you heard that and he's like I heard something what was that and I go that I burped I actually burped and he's like what okay that was a real that was your burp and I'm like yes and it actually came out (laughs) it was probably like a cough and a sneeze and you don't even know because you've never burped before I know well no it was it like it was like a weird bubble that just came out (laughs) and um and he's like okay what did you do to make that happen I was like nothing I was just talking to you and all of a sudden I just went boop (laughs) so (sighs) so I'm good for like another two years (laughs) another two years probably Oh dear God. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if we have a segue into cults from burps, but, um, it's the, the non-burping cult that I'm going to start. Well, that might actually make you some sort of supreme leader by like, because I can't burp. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't even, well, isn't that one of the things that, uh, when you read about these gurus, these enlightened gurus and these people that, um, people meet at the Kumbh Mela and stuff is, 
they're so enlightened. Like they only breathe air and they don't sleep and they don't pee or poop. And yep, (laughs) I don't, I don't ever burp. So I am better than anyone else. (laughs) (laughs) And just constantly uncomfortable because I can't burp. Just all the time. Uh, All the time. I really can't wait to hear about your time in a cult. We put out a, um, I don't know if you know this, that I put out a, uh, um, a poll on Instagram. What? <laughs> and they said, who's more, who's more likely to join a cult, me or you? And for did the longest time, it, it was half and half. You? What? It was, it was half and half, but now you're winning. <laughs> <laughs> As in you're the one more, more likely to join a cult, but I was pissed. Why? I need like a reason. We need to uh, fill in the blank of why. What do you mean? Why? Because you're the new age creeper. Like, come on. You're the one that owns yoga studios and shit and goes on retreats. I teach part-time and I haven't taught in over a year. I don't even know if I can you be on this bodies on archaeological digs. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. So, so right now you're ahead that, okay. um, that you would be the one to join a cult. Are there going to be bragging rights for the people that chose me? Like, I don't know if I should be offended or excited. I know I was offended. I was like, what you think I would join a cult? <laughs> like I want to individually contact these people and be like, why would you think I would be the one? <laughs> right. We like, we reach out to every single person. That's and they're like, oh my yeah. God, they're trying to recruit us into a cult. I mean, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> hey, we do have a retreat coming up at some point. <laughs> We're going to telepathically tell it to you since we have the code. Oh God. The quantum code. Yeah. Oh, do you have more stats for us on, Uh, uh, on cults, culty cultness? Shit. I don't, I feel like I did. And now I don't, I don't know. (laughs) Do you have one? I think I was done. I think I might have been done. Okay. Well, cause we, I mean, I felt, I mean, I definitely had had half a bottle of wine by the time we got to the end of recording and all of our technical difficulties, but I think I talked a little bit about vision quests and like what, you know, like the appropriation of those from like native culture and, and kind of that idea. Did we talk about that? I don't think so. God, we should really listen to our podcasts before we try to do a follow-up. Um, I don't recall. Maybe. Oh yeah. Because I used to go out into the desert for like a few days and yes, I do. Yeah. 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 So one, you know, so a lot of these self-help, um, a lot of these self-help like seminars or workshops or retreats, they, they, they take you on, you know, in some way or another, they get you out of your comfort zone. Like you've heard me say it in teacher training. And I say it a lot. And in, in when I teach about like, you know, the magic happens outside of where you're comfortable. Right. And yeah. so it's like the ideal place for a cult to like, mm. like take hold because it's like, Oh, you're uncomfortable right now. And like me saying, I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to do this anymore. Is their way of saying, we'll see you're straying away from the growth. It's, it's your, they're saying, this is when it happens. This is when yeah. it's happening. Your breakthrough is happening. Yep. Yeah. The magic is on the other side of this. So keep going. Yeah. And so I, I was talking also a little bit about the James Arthur Ray, um, spiritual warrior retreat that happened in Sedona. And yes. 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 There were, there were these deaths that happened in this quote unquote sweat lodge. It was not a sweat lodge. It was a, um, it was like a, tarps and you know it it had nothing organic no organic matter around it like a traditional sweat lodge would be and the guy is not he is not indigenous he has no experience in leading this but so people were like literally passing out from heat exhaustion and dehydration they had not eaten or drank anything or slept in days what year was this this was in 2009. Okay. That's right. So I was no longer living in Sedona, but I, it was, I remember following it on the news because it was so, it was so recent from when I had moved away from there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he, he was like a self-made entrepreneur. He was just like any other one of those entrepreneurs. That's all about uh, like a Tony Robbins style where it's like, do you want to chase your dreams or, you know, are you not standing up for yourself or, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I have a program called the leap method and it's very, very similar. Um, but the idea is that you get 
I mean, and the idea with business coaching and life coaching is they try to push you outside of your boundary, the boundary that you put yourself in the box that you put yourself. Yeah. In. Yeah. There's this line that gets crossed of like safety or, um, you know, it's not you that's coming up with the, these ideas. It's, it's there, it's there. They're putting it on you. Right. Yeah. I said, yeah, that was part of the, like one of the six things to look for. Yeah. So I don't know. I've always been really fascinated by the idea of it. I mean, I, um, I have Mormons in my family. So like the whole idea of like sister wives, I mean, I don't know anybody like that, but the idea of sister wives and I'm like, well, maybe that would be really nice to have somebody help with the housework and make me dinner. And (laughs) like, you you know, you get, you get all these like girlfriends to hang out with and you only have to deal with one dude. But, um, you know, in theory, that sounds okay. But, uh, my, my, so my experience, like when I was younger, I I told you a little bit about how, you know, my family, I like my mom loved Jesus and my dad hated everything. Yep. And so I was really on this spiritual path when I was young and I moved to Sedona when I was young, I was 19 or 20. Um, and I, I was just on this journey because I knew it was like where there was these vortexes and it was this healthy space. And, um, you know, I could mountain bike, I could commune with nature. So like I said, I had dreads and a bindi and I wore it all the time. And, Mm -hmm. and so, um, I was always on this quest. And so throughout my time there, you know, I talked about the Osho's, I went to this other dinner with this quote unquote family. Um, there was a, there was a, a group of people that literally thought bell rock, which is one of the most photographed, um, land formations in North America, it's in Sedona. Um, they thought like in the year, I think it was 2012 or 2020. I can't remember. They thought the the rock was going to like take off as a spaceship and send them into like, like the, the, the new beginning or the next best place. Right. And so like, it's just, it's always been fascinating to me the way that people buy in. Right. So a few months ago, I was listening to, um, I was listening to my favorite murder and they were talking about like, I wasn't fully listening. I was doing something else. And they started talking about Nexium and how there was this documentary in HBO. And, mm-hmm. um, and then they said the name Keith Rainieri. And I was like, God, that sounds so familiar. What the hell? So I, um, I decided to like check out the documentary and it's all these like beautiful people in the first episode. And they're talking about like how this, this, um, this program changed their lives. And, you know, it was like full of like actors and actor, you know, people that were actors or cinematographers or artists. And it was like helping them like find that creative level that they were trying to reach. And, um, that reminds me of Scientology a lot, right? Because right. you're trying to like better yourself in order to move the message forward. Right. And so you buy, if you have a million dollars, right, right but you buy into this idea that like you have this untapped potential. And if you pay for this program, you will tap into it. Mm-hmm. And so they feed you enough like breadcrumbs to lead right. you down this path. Next thing you know, you're in debt from it. Right. Right. So I was living in, I was living in Vermont and very close to Albany, New York. I went to a, I don't even remember. I feel like I was like at a mall and saw a pamphlet. I don't even remember how I found out about it, but the, I had what like year a pam- this? this would have been, mm, I'm going to age myself here. I, well, everybody knows I'm fucking yeah. 40. <laughs> 40 and fabulous. Um, what was it? What was the shirt? Sorry. What was the, the shirt thing you and a friend were talking Oh my no, gosh. No Facebook. fucks 40 or something. No fucks okay. given 40. Or fuck it 40. Fuck, fuck it, it 40. 40. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So the year was. Yeah. So I think it was like 98, 99, something like okay. that. Um, I mean, literally right out of high school, maybe I had had a semester or two of college and that's it. Okay. So, but really on this self-help spiritual journey, like I had kind of just learned about yoga for the first time when I was 17, um, mm-hmm. by taking a college elective. And so it wasn't like, I started realizing like yoga was beyond just this like stretch or exercise for myself. Right. But I was really curious, but I come from Northern Idaho at this point. I, I don't have a way to tap into that. Right. And so here's this seminar that's supposed to help me tap into like elevating myself beyond my mind, the limitations of my mind. 
Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that I fucking paid the $200 to go to the weekend workshop or whatever it was. Right. Right. And so I just, which remember, in today's money would be like $900. Right. Well, and I don't even know, it might've been a free one. I don't even remember, but I, um, so I'm in Albany. I go to this, um, seminar. I have an amazing time. I learn all of these things about myself. Like we do these exercises that like help us go back to childhood. And it's like, what did you love doing as a child? I mean, questions like, what did you love doing as a child? You know, what, what are the, um, what are the components that you want to see making up your life? Like what's important to you? And honestly, it's, it's been the foundation of my teacher training. It's been the foundation of my leap method. It's been the foundation of fuck how I live my life, like how I live with integrity. Right. And so it, it's like you set these tenants and, um, we called it life mission, you know, our life mission stuff, like what, and you've heard me use that terminology. Like what's my mission in my life. And at the time I thought I wanted to be a filmmaker, you know, and that was, Mm -hmm. that was the path that I was on. And when I moved, I found this notebook from that time. And when I flip through it, what's really funny, this is, you know, 20 some years later, I flipped through the notebook and the career is different, but the tenets of what I want in my day-to-day to look like are exactly the same. You know, mm-hmm. I literally wrote down, like, I don't want to do anything that I don't want to do. Right. So it's like, I mean, I have an amazing assistant and it's like, I don't, I don't want to do data entry. You do all that. <laughs> like, please do all of that. And then I know it's done and I don't have to worry about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, she, she helps me work on my website and she does all sorts of stuff, but I, I learned how to, I learned how to like make, start learning how to make money work for me in a way. I didn't know that that's what I was learning at the time. And I learned about, um, how to tap into that creative self when I needed to, how to make just, you know, you know, me, I'm a terrible decision maker, but in other words, I make terrible decisions a lot of the time, but (laughs) I had this, (laughs) (laughs) I had this potential in me to like, look further and dig deeper. And I remembered the name Nexium. I remember getting calls from like beautiful, amazing people, um, asking me, you know, if I wanted to come to another session at that point, I had moved to New York city. Um, and then after that I'd moved to Seattle. So like they were very much East coast based. So when I, when I moved away, I really, it was before, it was before like social media and it was before, um, any ability to like really stay in touch unless you're going to make a phone call with a long distance charge or, Mm -hmm. um, or you're going to, I mean, I think email, I feel like I didn't even have an email. Like I had a hotmail account. Yeah. You had an email, but you didn't, I didn't like actually send emails. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, I had to write a letter. So I I remember, um, you know, losing touch very quickly, but I, I mean, that was like, so it was probably like a summer of my life or a fall. I guess it would have been fall. It would have been a fall of my life that I spent going to these seminars and really like, like Keith Raniere. I remember he was just surrounded by beautiful women all the time. And he was like this charismatic, amazing person. And then, um, and then I, I get on, I get on this documentary and at the end of, I think it was the end of the first episode. I'm like, it's a fucking cold. What? And I went down the rabbit hole. I started reading everything I could about it. I started like, as far as I knew, I didn't even know it still existed. I didn't even know. I hadn't heard the word Nexium in a, like decades. Right? right. And so, um, it's funny because you don't think that you're like this impressionable person, but I was exactly what they were looking for. I was young. Oh yeah. I, I, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to do something great, but they never like asked you to live with them or maybe it hadn't, maybe it was just in the starting throws and then it got into what it became like me. I'm assuming, well, I don't know. I haven't seen the documentary, so I, I would well, I don't know. I mean, anytime a man's in charge, you can't really assume that they had good intentions, but, right. um, I, I feel like all of those have like this direction of like, we can change the world together, but just, like, it starts with a good intention and then it goes yeah. crazy. Yeah. And then there's like these dogmatic practices and rituals that come up that, that, that make it ugly. And it's like, because 
some dude came up with it. It has nothing right. to do with like actually getting there. And so like this whole idea of stepping out of our comfort zone, it's like, yeah, in these exercises, we could step outside of our comfort zone by, you know, having to do an improv in front of a room full of 200 people that you don't know. And maybe you're really shy. Um, right. Or like talking about an embarrassing moment that like really just mortified you when you were a child or something, you know, but like, then it goes into human sex trafficking, which is like, right. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like how right. does but it go all from of a that sudden, to that? Like women are texting like naked photos of themselves as collateral to, um, you know, so that you can't, you know, you're essentially signing, like, just like in Scientology, a billion year contract. For yeah. Your and it's just, I mean, I guess I don't really have a lesson here because I would not have the drive and the, I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm giving too much credit to this like summer fall that I, spent. yeah, I'm like, mm. <laughs> but I think that like it, it helped me access something. And that's, I think that's part of the problem with this whole like self-help. Like I've been reading self-help stuff since it wasn't, you know, before they were bestsellers, it, it, you know, I was, it, it's I'm just, okay. You're okay. Right. The power of now, um, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. And and I see it being really dangerous. You know, you and I know of a person that like literally decided to get her certification and she was like, what, 26 or 27. And then she's like a business coach and a life coach. It's like, you, you haven't even lived your life. Like, how are you a mm -hmm. life coach? But then they get these followings because, you know, they, they write a book or, um, you know, they're really good at social media and they're an influencer and they can, they have this beautiful Instagram where they have like these floppy hats and they're drinking tea by the ocean, you know? Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, that's really crazy. So it probably, I mean, I don't know when it all started. Cause I have no, I, again, I need to see the, um, the documentary on it. Did you finish the documentary? Yes. I finished the okay. season. I don't know if there's another season. I don't think there is, but yeah, it, it came down to there being lawsuits. Um, and I think before we did this pod and of course I drank, so I forgot what it said, but I, I feel like I was there at the very beginning. It was like, I think the, so. it was because there was a woman, a, 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 like an old, a, well, to me, she was an older woman, um, that was in charge of a lot of stuff. So she helped me with my registration and stuff. And um, yeah, this says that it operated between, I'm looking online between 1998 and 2018. So I was literally in that first year. Yeah. So they hadn't been sex trafficking. So, so yeah. fuck all y'all who voted for me to join a cult. But it's true though. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> they were right. Um, that's, oh man, that's so interesting. I have, I feel like I have so many questions. Um, so they never, so you would just do like weekend kind of immersions or whatever with them. Yeah. Like essentially it was like going to a Ted talk, right. With like these people that were so inspiring that like you would leave like landmark for them. You leave, yeah. want to tell everyone about it because it was so incredible. And then you bring some friends right there in it with you. And then you get a discount because you brought on the next one because you brought friends. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then the next thing, you know, like it's, you know, it just grows and grows and grows. And then you're, you know, you're not just sitting at like these tables in these little, or in somebody's living room or whatever, you're, you're in an auditorium, you know, like you're in a convention center or whatever. And, right. you know, it reminds me of like, like those, those multi-level marketing, like I, like mm -hmm. I did Advocare, uh, you know, years ago uh, because I freaking used to love their products for um, supplements. And it's kind of, it reminds me of those um, Advocare conventions where you, like, I never went to one, but you saw the the videos of like the speakers and everybody crying and wearing like prom dresses and they're right. you know, yeah. because they like got to the gold star level or. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So I think you know, it's, it's interesting because I feel like there's so much more deep diving that we're just surface dwelling on right now, which, you know, I just, I'm, I want to know where that line gets crossed. I want to know, like, I'm, I'm a, from a, my social scientist mind is like, when does that, like, was it a cult when I was there? You know, I, 
Yeah, I don't know. I doubt it. I just, I think it's interesting that when you're so desperate, not you at this time, but I just mean anyone. I'm a a little desperate. (laughs) But like when you are, you're so wanting to search for answers or a better life or something. And that all of your instincts that are telling you something is wrong. Like, you know, it's one thing you're saying to kind of, you know, shatter your mold a little bit and go outside of your comfort zone. But like, but then (laughs) you're in this sweat lodge that you're clearly around surrounded by people that don't know what they're doing. There's no medical care. And you, your body is telling you get out because I need water. And somebody's telling, you, no, you're, you know, you're weak or whatever. Like that guy in that instance, he was telling people, you're going to feel like you're dying. So to these people, they were wow. told you're going to oh, feel like no. you're dying and they're literally dying because, and they're feeling like they're dying because but they, they think are part of the process. Oh, that's all. That's even worse because yeah. they don't know. And then you feel bad if you're the one that's, um, that would break that mold, you know, right, if like, like you, link, right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be that person, but like, okay. So for example, like in the other, um, stuff like at some point you have that instinct in you that is telling you this isn't right this is uncomfortable or reading off of a feeling of someone I mean we do have that that is that is a real thing that we have for survival so it's it's crazy to me that that ends up getting ignored because you just so want something more and something better that you are now ignoring like the very heart of your existence that right, you the very thing that like has taught you to survive. You right. Know, and race. Yeah. That you suddenly seem, you know, think that it's okay to, you know, traffic other humans and, and like, right. that's just, that's insane. Well, and, and, and like, you're taking all this money, uh, uh, you know, like if you look at Scientology, I've, I've yeah. gotten really into the Leah Remini, like Scientology documentary. It's fantastic. To I need to see that too. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched it, but I've listened to it. And, you know, you start out thinking, gosh, this, why isn't everyone doing this? Like that was always my response, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's a lot of times that's my response when I go to any kind of self-help thing. Like, why isn't yeah. everybody doing this? But, um, you know, there's this line where you, where you're then going externally to find the answers. Right. Yeah. But I think that that line is so blurred that you don't realize that you're not, you're no longer seeking the answers inside. You've, you've learned how, like they have, they have somehow triggered a response in your neural pathways to, to think that, that you need them to get to this level. Right. Yeah. And then, I mean, and then that's when that, that manipulation comes in because the person in charge of it all knows what they're doing at this point and knows that they're preying on someone that wants this information. And there's nothing wrong with seeking that information out at all. Um, and being duped by it and being brainwashed by it. And, uh, it's, it's sad to me that, that, that is, that that happens in that there were what 10,000 active cults in the United States. Crazy. So, well, and, and it's so funny. You could see how it would happen with yoga too. So very much like my whole don't date your students thing, you know, that I teach and teach mm-hmm. and training because I feel like it's very much like a, like a doctor. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but like the, the therapist patient relationship, right? Because they're looking to you for answers. Mm-hmm. And I can see, like, if you look back at how Anusara fell apart and John Friend, you know, unfo- like I, his whole, the whole demise that happened in Anusara. And it's like, I mean, businesses and lives were like broken and changed because of a misstep that he made. I mean, misstep or intentional, like whatever your belief is, right? I know you and I have differing opinions a little bit on this, mm-hmm. but, but that whole idea is, you know, and there was so much conjecture of whether or not he was like doing weird ceremonies in the woods with women and naked or, you know, when you're and like, you know, I mean, that can be weird, but that's on somebody's time. If that's what he wants to do, that's totally fine. I think it was more of like, right. there were threats and 
money laundering and things like that, that end up not being okay. And being, um, being in that position of power because you are a popular teacher and knowing your place in that and not, you know, Bikram sitting on a gold chair saying, worship me or whatever. And it's like, that's hard. That's like so hard because like, if, you know, if my, I mean, okay. So let's think back to like when we're in Les's presence, right. Les Leventhal. Right. And it's like, we just want to be his fangirls. Like, we're just like, Oh my God. He's like, like, I want to hear him chant. I want to be as close as possible so I can hear him chant. It's the same thing when I'm with Gary doing gong baths. It's like Gary put crystals all over my body. And I want to be as like close to your sound healing as possible. Right. Oh yeah. But there is that's where we draw the line. (laughs) Right. But that's my point is that it becomes, I think it could almost become an addiction of like, I want to be like when, when your teacher knows who you are, like, if you think about it, like, if you look back at like the people that influenced your practice, Mm -hmm. I mean, like when my teacher for the first time said my name, I was like, Oh my God, he knows who I am. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think if you are in a popular class like that, um, and they say something, you do feel special. You definitely feel like, look at me, I'm somebody in this, in this class. And that's probably, especially if you're young and very impressionable, and this is the first time you've had any, um, encounter with somebody else, like on that level outside of your parents. Really? It was, it was like a parent relationship. almost. Like it's, but you could, I could see how that could change really, really quickly and how you, that line does suddenly get blurred because they want, they will do anything for you. Right. And yeah, yeah. That's interesting. That, which is probably why, which is why you pray on young or somebody going through a really hard time. Yeah, people that are in transition in their life. Yeah. Or Mm -hmm. looking like not feeling like they fit in. I mean, how many of us don't feel like we fit in? Like literally everyone. Right. At some point. I mean, that's what I'm sticking with is everyone. Well, I always fit in because I'm the popular girl. So I'm just so excited to hang out with you. (laughs) Now go give me some children. Just kidding. (laughs) So I can drink their blood or whatever. Oh my God. Well, yeah. So my, my whole cult story wasn't as exciting as we may have let on. Um, I like, I just, I, it's crazy that we've known each other this long and you didn't, Well, I feel like you're leaving things out. (laughs) No, I mean, I swear, like I just, I went and showed up. It was, I mean, I went and showed up for these things and thought I was really cool. Cause some guy, old guy, not old. I mean, I was probably like 19 or 20 at the time. So yeah, he was an old guy to me, but yeah. Knew- 45 is old. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. He was so old. He was like 32. Right. Uh, exactly. So yeah, I, I mean, no, but I just, I recall so many encounters living in Sedona with, um, you know, and this is again, like 20 years ago of, um, encounters with like the Osho and, um, there was this dance party guy that they did these electronic dance parties. And I'm pretty sure everybody was probably on acid or mushrooms or both or whatever. (laughs) Um, smoking a lot of weed, whatever at the time. And they were these, I don't even want to say the name, but they were these like new age. They were, you know what they reminded me of is what's that like like yoga-esque dance party at the Mercury Cafe that like Ava Lene puts on. Um, they're totally awesome. Rhythm Sanctuary. Is that what it is? Something like that. Is it the Rhythm Sanctuary? Some, that sounds familiar. I think so. And there's like awesome yogis that go and it's super fun and I love it. So it was like that 20 years ago, mm-hmm. but like kind of like a little bit sexier. Like, so everybody had like these weird Middle Eastern names, but they were like white girls and oh, that's definitely a cult. <laughs> yeah. And like, I remember, I'm pretty sure it was like a polygamous community. Mm. And I used to go to those parties all the time because I was like, yeah, I get to listen to some beats, you know, in the desert. It's awesome. And so I remember going to those. And so it's probably funny. I probably like floated in and out of like six or seven cults just in my time in Sedona, I would think like, I bet I feel like this is a conversation that we need to like rope Marissa in because I literally went mm. to some of these parties with Marissa, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, and we just, you know, we, uh, we were there to dance 
Um, we were not there to have sex with anyone else, <laughs> like or right. anyone, not else, but anyone. Right. So it's just funny, like how these little, like the idea of like self-help and healing and trying to find your inner wisdom can go so far off the mark. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I did have something, but it was up when we recorded last time and I don't have it anymore. I, I had it on, on the Googles and, um, now I don't, don't know where it is or what it was exactly, but, um, that's, yeah, I was like, shit, damn it. I did have something else. It was some story, but, um, yeah. And my closest thing was really was with the 12 tribes when my mom talked to them in Colorado Springs. And they did at the time I was young. I was in, I don't know. Well, yeah, 20 years ago. So it was like 26 and, um, they were asking me about my, like, they started asking me questions and like, no, 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 honey. (laughs) Like I'm not, not a part of your shit at all. Like, don't even try it. (laughs) Well, that's funny. So wait, so you're saying that like me interacting with like six or seven cults is not normal. Um, well, you know, being in Sedona, I'm just going to give you a pass on that. I know. Right. Like Sedona is the free pass. Yeah. I almost wonder, uh, what it's, if like uh, out in Crestone, if there's anything culty going on out there. Well, I'm like really curious about this whole yoga for the people thing. Yeah, I couldn't, that's maybe that's what it was that, uh, have have you, what's that? It must've been. It might have, yeah. Did you look at any of their? I'm actually trying to pull it up right now. It's pretty insane. And it just sounds really, really abusive and just not okay. <laughs> and yeah, that they're all August shut down 4th, now. August 4th, 2020, yoga, yoga to the people scandal. What went wrong? Oh, so maybe I'm thinking of an, another. So there's yoga to the Hmm. I found the yoga to the people website. Is that it? Now I feel like we're trash talking something. That's not the problem. I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> video channel and podcast. Um, God, who listens to podcasts anyway? Mm-hmm. Not us. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm obsessed with small town murder. I can't, I can't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. I haven't that's listened my, to that. That's my podcast of the, the week. I really like Tenfold More Wicked. Yeah, I still haven't done that one. It's on my list. I don't know. Yoga. So what I think there's, there's like yoga for the people and then there's yoga, yoga to the people. Like, I think there's two different ones and they might be interchanged online a little bit. Oh, interesting. Um, and one is a cult and one is not. So I apologize in advance. <laughs> yikes Um, (laughs) that's a really close name or maybe I could just be totally making that up yeah the only thing I can find is this one article on the cut yoga to the people's dark secret it was a beloved chain known for its accessibility and acceptance but employees say it felt more like a cult Hmm. um where does it say that it was at the end this is a quote at the end of the day both black and brown people are being very abused here Many of the posts have trigger warnings, sexual misconduct, racial, racial discrimination, body shaming, manipulation, and suicide. Wow. Um, yeah, no, I, I 100% have practiced here. Yeah. Have you? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So add that to my list of cults. No, um, <laughs> uh, no, I'm very familiar with it. Yep. There's one. Um, there's one in Arizona. Yep. Yeah. It's the yoga to the people. Um, the shadow work one is, I guess they haven't really posted anything. Yeah, the shadow network. Yes. That's, is that what you're talking about? That's the Instagram where they discuss really horrible things happening. That is insane. 
popular yoga studio chain in the Bay Area closes amid allegations. So this all also happened, I might add, during like the whole COVID pandemic, like you said, like maybe they use that as an excuse to close. But what's weird, I mean, obviously, like when kindness in Denver closed, there were the allegations of like racial discrimination, like, um, you know, complacency with what was going on there. Um, It sounds very similar, which is really shocking. I was thinking the same thing. It sounds really similar because they both, uh, I mean, obviously I never practiced that yoga to the people, but um, kindness always seemed like, you know, it was pay as you go, even though I didn't know that. Um, (laughs) so that would have been really fucking nice. But, uh, but then they had like trans teachers, uh, people of color teachers. And so it seemed to me like this was whiteness that is Denver too, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. For people who don't know Denver. So it just seemed like this really open place where everybody could come together and that it was on a sliding scale. And, um, it just seemed really well. This is also our perception of it as white women coming to practice. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like just as a, I'd never taught there, but just as a student that would go there sometimes, um, I liked that that was the persona that they were showing. I, Um, but then to find out that like, that it wasn't that way at all, is just really heartbreaking. Um, yeah, but I mean, I don't, the, this other one, if you look at the, that Instagram account for the other yoga to, to the people, like there's like sexual, um, misconduct I saw. Yeah. And like, I mean, just not, not good stuff happening there cult I don't know maybe cult like uh maybe they're throwing that word around loosely to me a cult is like you're leaving all your possessions behind and giving all your money to somebody else and you know even changing your name like to me that's like a definitive cult maybe there are light cults out there where you just show <laughs> up for the cult weekend. light please cult, cult light can I have a cult light or a diet um, cult? I'd like a diet cult. <laughs> Will someone please make me a shirt that says diet cult. I was just going to say, I was like, oh my oh, God. We have new merch coming. <laughs> diet cult. You're, when you don't feel like going heavy. Oh right? You just do cult light. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. I mean, so maybe there are, obviously I'm not a professional in that area of knowing cults, but I mean, obviously there's gotta be very professional podcast and we are the experts on cults today. (laughs) And we do our research all the time. Um, there has to be light versions of that uh, for sure. So maybe it was that way. I mean, it kind of seemed like, um, I mean, core power does this where you get your teacher training and then you have to stay there and teach and they don't pay their teachers anything. I think that that lawsuit made it so they can't do that anymore. But yeah, yeah. I mean, like you can't, that's illegal. Wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't it right, be? That's against labor law. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, volunteerism. Maybe we should just do like a whole, uh, show on yoga to the people and dive deeper into well I can only find one article so oh <laughs> like, I don't know a short episode <laughs> we'll just read off all the Instagram I don't know Tali you're in charge of contacting anyone from that face or that Instagram page maybe and say hey we'd love to interview somebody yeah could do that we're all talk just so everyone is I'm like well no aware. I'm too scared no <laughs> You know what? I'd like to start our own cult. It's called Namaste and Rose Bitches. Or what is it? Namaste Bitches? I don't even know the name of it. Um, no, I still let's go like have a cult weekend. That can be the theme of our retreat. It's you know, yoga and wine cult. Diet we'll cult. You, we'll see you in Sedona in 2022. Yes. And we'll drink all the rose. I mean, ironically, I, I actually do want our retreat to be in Sedona. That's funny. <laughs> and we're going to get swept away in 
one of the six cults that you well I don't know if they're still around anymore because this is when Sedona was a bit more affordable for giant families quote-unquote to buy are the Osho's still around I don't even know like I mean they're not in the the Rajneesh yeah well not I mean I I didn't I don't know if the Rajneesh were also like just the Osho's I just know that there were was the Osho cafe that I used to eat at all the time yeah, it, well, the place in Oregon was called the Rajneesh, so I don't know. I want to see. Now I'm like all curious. I'm like, were those <laughs> the same people that were in Sedona? Because now I'm like really feeling it. Well, were they wearing like maroon? Osho Meditation Center in Sedona is permanently closed. 11 Meadowlark Drive. Yes, I recall going there. <sighs> um. Oh my God, maybe it was. I don't know. So not only was there in one, all of these like fucking crazy ass, like what the fuck, you know, moments right now. So I should change the poll to how many cults have Sarah been? Yeah, yeah. The new one is about okay. So I'm on the Sedona Meditation Center page. Isn't that Rajneesh right there? Yeah. (laughs) Well, yep. Tick that off my bucket list. The things you just don't know. That's funny. Oh, God bless living in that town when I was in my 20s. <laughs> Free spirit 20s. <laughs> um, at least you didn't know me when I wore my hair in dreaded pigtails. Oh, my God. My bindi and my homemade pants. Ugh. I would hate all of that. Oh, I wore glitter too. My, I had a, 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 my nickname was glitter as well. So. Oh my God. Okay. It gets worse. Don't worry. It gets worse. <laughs> um, now I'm 40 and fucking fabulous. Oh boy. Oh boy. You, you too can live a lifestyle of glamour and cultness. Join our diet cult. Dietcult.com. Um, do you want to do meditation? I think it was your turn. Oh, fuck. Um, I'm, basically I'm telling, I'm cutting you off. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> this is off the cuff people. I'd like to do an abundance meditation mm-hmm. based on the abundance of cults that I have been affiliated with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Changing my okay. name. So change your name to tally with an eye. (laughs) So, okay. Let's sit up nice and tall. If you are in a chair, um, I mean, if you're driving, keep your eyes open, but otherwise kind of move forward on your seat, plant all four corners of your feet to the floor, get rooted and grounded, feel connected to the earth. If you're seated on your mat or a bolster or something, um, feel that connection. Maybe even let your fingertips touch the earth next to your hips and begin to connect with the breath. Oftentimes I like to focus on the rise and fall of the belly and just observe the breath without feeling like I have to shift or change it yet. And as we do that, the shift happens. And so the in-breath becomes the out-breath. And as you connect to the earth below, the outbreath becomes the in-breath. And you start to feel this energy from the earth, this connectedness. And so you can take a moment and think of all the people that have walked through your life, the abundance of people who have brought the good energy the not so good energy, everything in between. And know that at any given moment, you are connected and rooted to the abundance of energy of all of those lives filling up this space, this earth. And at times that can feel overwhelming. But instead, let's focus on that collective energy inviting abundance of energy 
an abundance of understanding. Being open to burning off our negative patterns so that we may receive abundance in all of its forms, in love, career, that financial abundance. The abundance of time to spend with family and friends. And so there's this circular energy, this mandala of energy spiraling around us at all times. And we simply need to just connect to the earth through our feet or our fingertips. And the abundance that we seek is there beneath us. And all we have to do is be open to accept it. So as you begin to tune in a little bit more and more to the rise and fall of your belly, we focus on the burning off of negative energy and tension that may be limiting our access to the abundance of this earth. We step into the element of air where we share our own abundance. We swiftly move into becoming the earth that is the holder of that energy. And finally, we move into water where that flow is circular and ever present. And we learn to receive that which we deserve. It's always flowing. It's always there. But we have to pass through a few other elements to get there. And so as you're sitting here, maybe one element is coming up a little bit more for you. Maybe it's that fire. Maybe you're in that burning process. Maybe you're in that wind or air process of, of sharing that energy. Maybe you're feeling rooted and grounded, preparing to receive, putting in all the hard work for that abundance. And then finally you get to sit back and relax and know that you are worthy. All with the touch of the fingers on the mat or the floor or the soles of the feet connecting you to the earth. Take another moment, take a pause, feel that connection. And at this point, I invite you to, if you want to pause the pod and continue into that meditation or just take out your earbuds or turn down the volume and continue in that space of abundance. It's a place that I've been dwelling in recently, a place that I've been really focused on. And I invite you to feel that collective energy all around you from everyone who has walked across this earth and into your life and out of your life and brought that abundance to you. When you are ready, take another deep breath, hold it in. Swallow it down and feel free to exhale through the mouth as you flutter the eyes open. So that's been my daily meditation lately. Dang. I got to step it up a notch. <laughs> good. Uh, that was really good. I, I liked that for... 
so many people choose to use the word abundance in money, which of course that is what, you know, we all all want to have, but it means so many other things and good and bad. And so it was, I really like that you kind of incorporated that it wasn't, that it's not just about money. It's about abundance in so many areas of life of people that come in and out of your life and, um, that it is just another form of energy. And, um, yeah, that was really cool. I like that. Yeah, Yeah, no, I, I love that idea of how we shift through these cycles. Like, I feel like everything's kind of a spiral and we're constantly spiraling in and out of these different elements that root us and ground us, or we take flight, or we have to like get rid of something, or we have to be ready to take something on. And yeah, um, yeah. So that's, that's that. And I, uh, yeah, I, I feel less culty. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You're like a cult seltzer now, not even a a cult seltzer. I'm not even Coke light. No, (laughs) not even. I think so. <laughs> well, it's been fun. Thank you all so much for supporting us by listening and reviewing and sharing and I don't know, doing stuff. Yeah. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. For reals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, good. I'm, I'm good now. I know. I'm like one Bud Light seltzer in and I'm like, I'm going to go take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, from your meditation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I mean. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. This has been Namaste Rose. No, bleh, bleh, bleh. Yeah. Right over. <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> what What is this podcast, Ellie? I have no You're idea. Namaste and Rose. And I'm Sarah. This is Tally. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hey, Tally and Sarah here from Namaste and Rosé, reminding you to listen, subscribe, rate, and review. Send us your yoga rants to anchor.fm messages or, and this is why we're doing this. Send us your yoga rants to anchor.fm messages or Namaste and Rosé podcast at gmail.com. And also don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Yay. Bye. (laughs)